Welcome to Get a Grip with Max Homa and Shane Bacon, a production of iHeartRadio. Sports fans, golf fans, or just fans, welcome to Get a Grip with Max Homa and Shane Bacon. And uh, I apologize for being so echoey, but Max, this is uh, life when you move and you're in a very, very small apartment. You find rooms, even if it's echoey as hell, and that's where we're at. I feel like I'm doing a podcast with God or something. <laughs> like, uh, do, you, do you want me to speak down to you? Do you want, do, it is. Do you want me to no, you send are. you guidance, you are. And, you and are. guidance in life? What's up, Max? Are you in San Diego now? I am in San Diego. Um, and yeah, we got here last night. The weather's awful. So uh, it's kind of a weird San Diego week. This uh, West Coast, man, is wild. The best weather place in the world. And it's it's horrendous. So. Uh, Greenberg was living in San Diego when he was going through gemology school. This is a friend of Max and I's and um, it was real rainy and horrible one day in San Diego. And I called around to a couple of places to ask if they had indoor tennis facilities. Uh, that don't exist in San Diego. They don't, uh, <laughs> they don't, they don't really, they don't really worry themselves with indoor tennis facilities. I think it's a little bit like Arizona golf. When it rains in Arizona golf, you just don't play golf that day. Yeah, it's kind of, <laughs> we're very spoiled out here, I think, is is the general point. Shane, I have a feel-good Friday. <laughs> Let's go. Really quick. I was struggling to have one. We just read an article that California uh, is lifting the stay-at-home, whatever the heck was going on. So uh, that's good for us, I think, being here for one, one more week before uh, going back to Arizona. So hopefully I can eat, uh, eat somewhere uh, in this fine Southern California city. Can I give you my feel good Friday since we're starting off? Please, please. It's you. It's you. You played excellent golf for three days. You had a couple of big numbers on certain holes and you bounced right back and made birdies. Um, first tournament of the year. I mean, I know it didn't go the way you wanted on Sunday, but you played solid golf. And I, I feel like if you look back on this week and three weeks from now, You'll say, you know, it, it was probably a good thing in, in terms of how you played and how you started the season. And again, I know it's hard to think that now, but I was proud of the way you played and I was proud of the way you competed when, again, you can make a triple and shit can go off the rails and you can make a double and it can go off the rails and you just didn't allow it to, to do that. So you're my feel good Friday, Max Homa. <laughs> Thank you. That feels great. I appreciate that. Maybe my feel good Friday is being your feel good Friday. Maybe I got two feel good Fridays. I don't really know. <laughs> uh, Shane, another, uh, I, ha- I have segments here written down. Uh, flights. Or f- I'm sorry, flights. I put it under my segment thing because I think I made this before we decided to call it flights. Uh, I'm sick of Tom Brady. <laughs> I'm not going to well, lie. I, I can't got do bad it. news for you. I, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> He's just a piece. I'm over it. So I was going to ask you this later in the podcast, and uh, I like that we're just starting with completely randomness, which is probably the way we should start. Uh, Okay, so I'm going to give you three here because we have three. Since you and I were born and we've been able to watch sports throughout our lifetime, we have three. I'm going to give you three. You got to pick one. Here we go. You got Tiger, you got LeBron, you got Brady. Who are you picking? This question, I mean, it's Tiger. Are we just talking about like who I think the greatest? I know it's impossible to compare, but like, is that kind of how we're getting at it? We 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 live in this generation of all these. Yeah, it's Tiger. It's okay. I I honestly, sadly, don't think it's that close. But it's a lot easier for me to do this in a in a individual sport. Um, I think that's the hardest thing. I mean, like I, I. 
even before I knew him, thought Aaron Rodgers was the best quarterback ever. But obviously, he's not the winningest, but he's the best. But it's so easy to say that one team was better than the other. I mean, LeBron's played with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. He's played with Anthony Davis. That doesn't mean that I think that he's not as good as Michael Jordan. But like, how do you compare Scottie Pippen to Anthony Davis, the value they bring? So when you look at something like that, when I look, when I compare it to an individual sport, to me, it's so easy I'm obviously a little, I get how hard the golf thing is. And I don't understand how hard, you know, being a quarterback or being a basketball player is, um, but 142 cuts in a row, 82 wins, 15 majors, um, six, uh, USGA junior titles in a row. Uh, I mean, these things are, uh, I don't even know how, uh, how you would compare that to any other sport. Um, that it feels so astronomically better than even as great as I think Tom Brady and, and, and LeBron James are, um, you know, especially LeBron for me. Cause I, I mean, I have a hard time comparing him even to Michael Jordan. I feel like they're, you know, one in the same as far as level of basketball, but I, I don't even think they're in my opinion, in the realm of dominance to tiger. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's tiger as well, but I just, again, it's just a reminder that we've got to watch yeah. these three players and Serena, you know, it's like, and yeah. it's, it's been, it's been a pretty good run in sport. Uh, Max, uh, you, you shoot 66, 70, 65, 76 T 21 in Palm Springs. Uh, I mean, a solid week for you, you know, throughout the, the weekend of Sunday, obviously not the final round you wanted. What are your thoughts a day later, just kind of looking back on the week and Sunday and all that? Yeah, everything I, uh, been working on and I thought about my golf game was true this week, which was good. I think, that uh, at the end of the year, end of this coming year, um, I'll be known as one of the best drivers of the golf ball, um, especially for my distance. I don't think that I hit it crazy far, but uh, I think I'm a bit above average. So I don't think I'm ever going to get strokes gain levels quite like a Rory or a Bryson. But I think that for the distance I hit it, I'll be known as a great driver of the golf ball. Um, you know, my short game feels good. My putting unfortunately let me down on Sunday. Um, but I thought that everything I've worked on, it was great. My wedges, uh, were super elite for three days. I mean, even four, I didn't really have any on Sunday, unfortunately, but yeah, uh, it was a, you know, kind of a crappy week at the end, but I guess it was great because I got to see what the, the fruits of my labor, as they say, I've been really, uh, excited for certain specific reasons. And, uh, those reasons were true Sunday. I think I made four bad golf swings, three bad golf swings. None of them hurt me that bad, which was great. Uh, but it was crazy. I actually thought Sunday I hit the ball the most flush and had the most control over the ball and, uh, just didn't want to get close to the hole. Uh, Joe and I talked about it. We had a in-between number about, uh, honestly, nearly every shot, uh, on Sunday minus like three or four of them. I felt like we were in between clubs. Uh, so I need to get better at, uh, you know, knowing, uh, how to hit those off speed or, or maybe some, some, uh, kind of smash iron shots. And I need to get better at the feel of it, but also that, I mean, that, that was just kind of a bad worst case scenario, uh, kind of Sunday for me. Um, and I didn't put it well. So, I uh, never really got the ball close to the hole, never got any momentum. It was kind of a bummer, uh, but I hit it so many good shots. It was fun. But I mean, eight was kind of like the. Uh, oh, man. So yeah. I mean, I, oh. I, I was between six and five. Joe wanted me to hit five. 
Uh, I thought I could roast a, a hook six. Um, you know, looking back, five was probably the play, but again, I was in between and I, I had the ball was either, if that six iron's either like a yard right or a yard forward, I have about 18, 20 feet for Eagle. And I feel like maybe I get some momentum now, who knows, but that one just sucked because it was, a, again, I made a lot of good swings. Um, that one, I guess, you know, five iron looking back was probably the play, but, uh, you know, I don't know. It was just a shame. Um, hit a lot of, hit a lot of good shots, even on 11, I hit that great drive and I end up kind of on a down slope. Uh, and I didn't want to do what Tony ended up doing, which was hook it in the water and off my lie, it just didn't feel possible to start the ball, you know, left of that green and trust it. So I kind of bailed and then the rest of the day, I just kept hitting good shots. 18, you know, hit a great tee shot finally, and, and a really good second shot came up short. So it's just a really weird Sunday. I, I felt nervous, but I didn't feel like nerves lasted very long. I didn't feel like that's why I played bad, maybe a little bit with the putter, but I didn't really feel too shaky or anything like that. Just putter kind of let me down. And again, I didn't give myself near enough opportunities. I think even if I put it as well as I had the first three days, I would have only shot a couple under just given what I was, what I was kind of seemed to be doing with the irons is, you know, I was hitting them all right at it, but I just never seemed to have the distance quite, quite right. Um, but I guess that's how it goes. Sometimes I was, I was mostly just proud in general that that golf course of all the especially the five West coast ones fits my eye the worst. Um, it's mostly draw tee shots, um, with the, uh, when there's, when there's kind of trouble, uh, actually there's a couple, but a lot of the ones that don't fit my 10, 18, I mean, shoot 16. Uh, there's just a lot of, feels like a lot of draw tee shots and draw shots. And I, I'd like to cut the ball. So for me to perform as the way I did was nice, uh, just considering it doesn't fit my eye too well, but, um, you know, it was, uh, Overall, okay week. I mean, it's a bummer, but it's not like the end of the world. I I, I played not phenomenal for three days and was tied to the lead, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, you. but first of all, uh, you said your driving was great, and you said I'm not going to be one of the longest drivers. Uh, T7, I've decided you're beefy max, maybe is what I'm going to start calling you. You're T7th in driving distance for the week. Oh, wow, that's pretty cool. I did get Tony yeah. once, which felt good. He <laughs> hit it in the rough, but... <laughs> You you still got him. Hey, what's the, what's your approach mentally, or what's your approach with Joe on the in betweens? Is it is it all circumstantial, or is it more smash or take one more? No, it's, yeah, it's all circumstantial. Joe just okay. try to leave it where in the best like like I'm sure if we went back through it, I mean it's easier said than done now. But like 18 long was better than short. Although we were trying to be cute and make a birdie. Um, you know, number nine long was better than short. Um, but we thought that we could get a pitch much to come out hotter. Um, it's also just a process. Like it's a, it's a, a product of the situation we're in because on eight, I talked him into six iron. And again, it could have been, it probably could have been five, although, you know, six was close, but five would have always left us with a, you know, relatively easy chip for Eagle. Um, instead of where I was, which I had no chance. Uh, and then we get to nine and I pretty much gave him the reins because he had just been right multiple times before me. And I was like, you know what, dude, I've been wrong. You pick. And, you know, I would, I would argue that, you know, and I think he would be okay with this. Like, I think that that club was wrong. Um, if we're splitting hairs, I still could have two putt, you know, obviously right. I mean, it's not like, it's not like that's why I made bogey, but it felt like after like, you know, it just was never going to be enough club. But again, it's because I was wrong like two or three times to start the day. And I was like, you know what, I got to stop. Uh, you know, I, I got to put some faith in Joe and then, you know, and, and of course, you know, that one, maybe we're in between on the wrong side, you know, or we went with the wrong one, but it's not like any of those really hurt me that bad. I could have made par from all of them, but it's hard to shoot a really low number when you 
aren't making a lot of putts and when you're just not getting it, you know, not, not getting it close to the hole. And I just felt like I was very much smushed in between, uh, you know, club selection all day. And, you know, when I did get a good number, like on 10, you know, it's sitting in, the pin is sitting in the water from my sides, which is like, I can't really be that aggressive at that moment, uh, you know, in my head. So it just felt like it was just, it just wasn't, nothing was, nothing was off, which was good. Cause a lot of times when people go out, I feel like and shoot four over tied for the lead. It's like, man, you lost all semblance of your game. And I felt the opposite. I actually felt like I hit it the best of the four days. I just never really gave myself a lot of, I never had much to work with and I didn't do a good job of making it work. Um, and again, like I said, I was wrong like three times through eight holes. And then, uh, you know, I, I wanted to kind of, I needed to, I needed to trust more in what we were doing early and I didn't really do that. And it kind of, I think it just got us in a bad rhythm personally, because uh, I didn't trust a couple of reads and I didn't trust a couple of clubs. And then all of a sudden you get, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. I didn't feel like then I did a, I just, like I said, I just feel like it put us in a bad rhythm where like I was second guessing things and that makes us overthink instead of just like playing golf. And uh, that's where I need to kind of make sure that I'm still going through the same uh, process, I guess, through, uh, you know, through to Sunday um, instead of, instead of trying to like, you know, think it out perfectly, maybe. Like when you go into Sunday, Saturday, you finish around, you play great. You head into Sunday. Are you, I know you said you were a little nervy kind of going in, but I mean, you know, this is the first time you're in a final group in a while. Like, what were you thinking headed into the day? How do you kind of get yourself ready for that? You know, comparatively to, to, to maybe not, you know, being in the middle of a pack or something like that headed into a final round. Yeah, I felt nervous, but in like the good kind, like, you know, it's hard okay. to sleep the night before, but that was just because I was excited. I never really felt negative. I still felt like I was the best player out there. Um, you know, I don't know. Um, you're definitely a little more jittery, but when I showed up at, you know, everything felt the same when I got to the course, I felt like I had the same approach. Like I said, I mean, I started off, none, none of what I did that day was nervy. If anything, it, like I, like I said before, like I played better. Um, I piped it down the middle on one. I healed it a little bit, but I mean, I hit it right on our line. And then I flushed Nate iron right at the pin and had a really tough putt considering, you know, where Tony was, was like a right edge uphill putt. And I had like a cup out left to right putt, you know? So it just, uh, you know, leaves it in. I, I just felt like I had a more a difficult putt, which I'm not saying is like a bad break. I'm just saying like, you know, I felt like if it was a little straighter, then I can be like more aggressive. And then, Two, I hit a, a, you know, actually a pretty good tee shot uh, for me on that hole again. That for whatever reason, that, that one I kept thinning right. So I hit a hit it flush. Wind takes a little bit right, but no big deal. You know, like it bounced off the hill. I'm in the rough by a yard. Uh, have to be a little more cautious there. If I had one nervy shot early, it was probably that putt. I left it like a foot or two short. Um, and then three, yeah, it was probably the only really bad swing to start the round. So again, like I didn't feel. I felt nervous, but I didn't feel like. I actually didn't feel like, you know, that nervous compared to, I felt like it was almost like the start of the tournament nerves. Like, you know, okay. I don't know, like kind of anxious in like a fun way. Like you don't know what's going to happen. Right. I mean, it, it was good. I, I felt like that's how you should feel. You should feel a little bit nervous, but I never felt intimidated. Um, you know, I got a couple people, this was in my, uh, I was going to say you're Shane, Shane, my worst thing. 
I heard it yours got bumped. So um oh, that's good for you. I will mention it though. Shane said on Thursday after me been on so, and so Hagee were like leading, he's like, I have a great tweet idea for you. And no, I no, typically no. what did I say? What did I say? Is it ter- it was a terrible you have tweet a terrible idea. tweet, but you should do it, but you won't, which usually means it's worse than even you could imagine. And he said Thursdays are for the Bears. Like that was some like mega clever <laughs> just banger tweet but that got bumped Shane, so i won't even bring it up on the podcast oh shoot i might have just done it um but i after the round you know when we got to the hotel i guess i didn't watch but and i had other people tell me the same thing that some people said that the commentators were saying i'm too nice to win which i don't understand uh so they're calling siwoo kim an asshole which is interesting uh, dilemma they have to now deal with. Um, and also I had somebody else say that, uh, I think Trevor Immelman said that, um, I need to be more like, I need to be more like myself, uh, when I play, like I need to be more fun and funny when I play like I am on Twitter, which is also interesting because that doesn't seem like, uh, that's a mean guy thing to do is to be fun and funny. Um, so, uh, that was the worst thing I heard because, you know, after, at the end of the day, you kind of hear a lot of people explain to you or explain near to you how you are supposed to treat those final rounds. Like, like I somehow through three rounds had been a completely different human being. Um, so I don't know. Uh, you are in the commentating space, Shane. I know that it's hard because people just have to talk a lot um, right. to fill time. But that to me, I hear a lot from for other people. Like Tony is a perfect example He's going to catch grief. Somebody on my Twitter said that he choked again, and I don't know what that means. He shot four under, had to shoot nine under to win yesterday. So <laughs> I feel like people, you know, in commentating kind of makes have to fill time and space. And I, I think they end up saying some things that probably aren't exactly true. But I was curious your thoughts on on that. Yeah, well, you know, actually, and, and, and I, heard the, I heard what you're talking about with Trevor. And what I found really interesting with that, which I think is extremely important for players to do, like, you know, ex-players or, or guys that have been out there, is he called himself out at, about the way he approached it, you know, when he played. He said, I wish I was X way when I would play. Now, I mean, obviously he's got a, an unbelievable record and, you know, won, uh, you know, huge events and stuff like that. But I found that very interesting. Yeah, you know, in my space, I'm never in a place where I'm like kind of like looking internally at someone, like how they're doing things. And I also, you know, I also have lived in the world where like golf's hard and sometimes you just play crappy, you know, like, I mean, that just is what it is. Like we've seen guys go out there and shoot 65. We've seen guys go out there and shoot 75. So, you know, some days you have it and some days you don't. And I'm not necessarily sure that it's anything you're doing wrong. You know, just some days the putts don't go in or you don't hit it close, kind of like what you're saying. So I, you know, I, I do think there are a lot of times, I mean, you know, I've done six, seven, eight hour broadcasts before, and there are times where you're just filling, you know, where you're just trying to find time to, to get something in there. And, you know, I, I mean, I think that unfortunately for you, Max, you have been pinned the internet guy, you know? And I mean, it's just part of kind of who you are is that people say, because you do an unbelievable job at social media. You have for a number of years. We put up a tweet from you for 2017 on Golf Today on Sunday. You know, a tweet. It was you laying down on the grass uh, at PGA West. And you said, you know, this has been the hardest day of my life or something. But I'm, I'm going to show you. And my, my producer found it. It's a great tweet. And, I mean, it's unfortunately for you, people look at you that don't know you. And they look at you as the social media guy. And if you listen to this podcast or if you know you as a person, 
obviously you're a lot more than that. And I feel like this week, if I was going to give you a grade on how you approached the golf tournament and how you approached it mentally, kind of like what I was saying off the Feel Good Friday, I give you an A. I mean, you you didn't let anything get to you and you didn't let anything bother you. At least I didn't see it. And I definitely didn't see it in the way you played. So, you know, for somebody afar, obviously I'm but 4,000 miles away from you or whatever, but from watching you're so close to Europe (laughs) I'm like in Iceland listening doing this podcast that's why it's so echoey but you know I mean it's it's very easy and I watch this myself dude and it's it's hard sometimes because you said it you're you're talking so much and I have to watch it I watch it on golf today and I'm going to keep watching it myself is that I don't know what you are going through internally it's impossible for me to know that unless you tell me what you're going through I don't know what Rory McIlroy is going through Internally, there is something I can look at in statistics or information about the way you're playing or Rory's playing to get an idea of the golf game, right? But I don't necessarily know internally if you're feeling un- in really comfortable and it's just not working that day, or if you feel incredibly uncomfortable and it is working that day. That also is a thing, right? I mean, I'm sure you've had rounds where everything feels completely out of whack and you shoot five under. So it's just. It's such a hard balance of finding what to say in moments where people aren't having the day they want to have versus saying the, the perfect thing. We all want to say the perfect thing, and sometimes we don't. Yeah, I don't blame, you know, I get, I get how difficult it is to, to have to talk for that long and, and make sure that you're being insightful and helpful. But, um, and again, I didn't get to watch this. I don't know exactly what they said, but it's always interesting to me when I have watched golf and people explain on TV why Tony Fino hasn't won and like it's some uh, mental makeup issue for him because uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how being a jerk would help him be a closer. Uh, yesterday right. he got beat. Uh, if he doesn't admit that, uh, then that'd be kind of funny because he played fine. He didn't play perfect. He missed a couple short putts. He had one ball in the water, whatever. He had to shoot eight under to get in a playoff yesterday. You can't say that that's not getting beat. Uh, so it's just kind of interesting to say that if he was just more mean, he would have won yesterday. So, and I, and I get it, but it's just, it's, I, I've never really, I've never really thought there was a ton of value to, like you just said, speaking about how somebody else feels. Um, right. I'm a really nice guy. I try to be as respectful as I can to, uh, everyone I meet, but especially the people I'm playing with, um, I'm going to stay out of their way uh, when they don't want to talk and I'll talk if they want to. Now, sometimes I expect the same. If you could tell I don't want to talk, I'll, I'll give you the one word answer. So you get it. And people have always treated uh, treated me nicely there. Yesterday was a perfect example. I talked to Tony when we wanted to. We didn't talk when I didn't want to or, or seemed like he didn't want to. You know, it's just like how I do it. Um, and I've done it since I was a kid. At the same time, I do think that I'm one of the best players in the world. And yesterday I went out there thinking I was the best player in that field. So um, it takes a lot, I think, for, for um, you know, I don't want to stand up here and bang my chest and say that I say, say that every single time I go play because that's not me. I, I try to keep it fairly uh, modest going out. But in my head, I, that's how I feel it. And I don't, I guess, being for, for the first time in a while, being on this side of the uh of, of the comments. Um, it's just kind of funny to me that somebody could tell me how I feel that if I was meaner, I'd maybe think I was better or, or I'd, or I'd be like tougher or whatever they think that that would, that would mean. Um, that's not how I see it. I, I, 
I'm not going to change how I go about doing things, but I can tell you that in my head, um, if I told you how I felt every day when I walked to the golf course, especially the last two and a half months, I think that you would be, uh, you would almost think I was annoying. So um, <laughs> I think that's kind of the thing, you know, you don't, do we want the guy who yells and bangs his chest and tells you how good he is? Cause I've heard people get really freaking annoyed at LeBron James for doing that. Now he, he's a great basketball player. So why would he change what he's doing? Uh, I've had a good career, not great yet, but I'm, I feel like I'm only getting started, but I'm not going to change up who I am. Uh, you know, I, 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 again, I have a different difference, different things going through my head than I put out, um, you know, as I'm walking around, uh, I, I have a, uh, I have a, uh, a lot of confidence in myself when I'm playing. And, um, I wouldn't say I'm the nicest person in the world in my head when I'm playing against you. So, uh, you know, that, that's how I feel about it. But I, again, I, I, I didn't get to hear all of it and I, and I understand, but I have to read, uh, I had to read about a couple of things that it just sounded funny to me because I just don't, I don't, uh, I just, some of the things just never really make a lot of sense. How, how some people could say I need to be funnier and more like Twitter max. And some people say I need to be meaner. Those are the exact opposite things. Uh, it worked for me last week. I, I like where my headspace is at. And I think that everybody's, you know, out, out there on the PJ tour is, um, doing their best to just be themselves and be how they would be on the golf course. I think that uh, a lot of commentating seems to avoid the idea that, Hey, you just didn't play well. That seems to kind of go out the window on Sunday. It's like, Oh, you must've been nervous. Um, Oh, he must've been uncomfortable. It's like, I really wasn't. I, I would tell you, if you saw me hit on the range, let's just take all my shots on the course and put them on the range. You'd have think thought, man, this guy didn't miss today. I can go through the four bad shots I hit. I hit a seven iron left on three, which put me in a funny spot. Um, I hit a, a six iron that was flush, but just didn't cut on six, which ended up in the spot you need to leave it if you're between clubs. Um, and then I hit a three iron right off a down slope on 11. And other than that, I can't think of a bad shot I hit. So, you know, a couple of bad chips, a couple of bad putts later. And, uh, you know, you're, four over. It's not a good day. Um, not making an excuse for it. But the funny thing is, is that I, you know, I don't know. It's there's, there was no mental issue with yesterday. It was just uh golf golf got me and, and the putter could have been a ton better, but best case scenario yesterday with all of that considered, I'd probably shoot three under. So I would lose by five. Um, so it's just, I don't know. It's an interesting, this golf world's kind of interesting, but so that's sports where, you know, I'm sure people are dissecting Aaron Rodgers and, you know, a week ago, we were talking about, or two days ago, we were talking about how he's the best quarterback of all time. So it's just an interesting, sports is an interesting world. Everyone thinks they kind of have it figured out. Uh, and there's a lot more, I guess, going on between the years than anybody could possibly know. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that when you get in the in the situation you were in, which is, you know, you're you're tied for the lead in a golf tournament. If it doesn't go your way, people are going to be critical. And if it goes your way, people are going to praise you. I mean, that's kind of how the the media world, sports world, everything works, right? I mean, your point about Aaron Rodgers is such a good one is three days ago, he's the big favorite and everybody in the world thinks the Packers are going to make the Super Bowl. And now you look back and go, what happened, man? You know, and we've seen that with the bet. We were just, you and I were just talking about Tom Brady, LeBron and Tiger Woods. And we've criticized all three of those people throughout their careers, right? Yeah. And, uh, and we've, we've, we've dug into, into who they are. So like when you see the like that Trevor quote, I mean, is it is it frustrating to you? I mean, does it get to you or is it just one of those things that you see and you don't necessarily agree with it or you don't think that that you kind of wish that it would have somebody maybe would have asked you how you felt or what was the process of you on the golf course? 
Yeah, no, it's interesting. Uh, with the stuff I've been reading and trying to learn, it's not really so much about agreeing and disagreeing with what people say. It's just trying to understand where they're coming from. Okay. So I get where he's coming from. Um, I don't, you know, when someone says something, it's I don't have to take it. Like, it's on me to, like, if it bothers me, that's, that's you know, my, more my fault than his. He, he has the right to his opinion. So I'm trying to understand where he's, he's coming from or what everybody is, uh, where everyone else is coming from. And um, so I, I just try to reconcile that. And, and you know, some things I, I get, but I, I've thought about being Mr. Jokey Joke on the golf course, and that's never worked for me. That's not how not I you. play golf. So um, I also have been told to slow down my walking because it's really, really fast. And <laughs> I've decided in the last two years not to do that because that's not me. I was raised with a dad who walks insanely fast. So it's not a nervous walk. It is how I walk. My my dad used to leave me in the dust if I if I didn't walk fast enough. He just had long strides and moved. And that you know we, he's an urgent walker, and that's just how I am. So you know that's I've decided not to change that. Sometimes I'll be a little more aware of slowing down my walk. Maybe if I'm trying to uh, you know work on you know sometimes if I'm playing badly, I'll slow down my walk just to make sure I don't have to wait on the next shot. But if I'm going to be the first one to hit. I'm going to walk my pace and I'm going to, and, and along those lines, I'm going to be me when I play golf. So it doesn't bother me what he says. I don't disagree or, or agree with what he said. I, my, my only thing is this, if he's going to give his opinion, I'll give mine, right. my, my truth back. And my truth is that uh, I think what I do mentally on the golf course is really good. I'd argue that especially this week and, and back in Mexico is probably one of the best of anybody that played golf at that time. So it's impossible to quantify that you can, you can, uh, People can make all up all their own opinions about what they think should or should not have been done. Uh, I can just say that what's going through my between my ears is very good right now. Uh, it has been for a couple months. Like I said, uh, I'm learning. I'm expanding uh, my you know my my reach mentally, where I can control myself. Uh, I thought yesterday was pretty cool. You know, a lot of times, again, you know, I've in the past, I've I've really kind of crumbled under the pressure, and you could look at the final round a score like that, but I could, I could tell you that it's, it's ended a lot differently, you know, water balls, a uh, bunch of skanky iron shots drives without a lot of freedom. Um, and that's just not how it was yesterday. So again, uh, I, I'm just trying to, uh, I'm going to look at it as a, a learning experience. I need to get again, better at certain areas of the golf, but I do think it's just so easy to say, Oh, that guy didn't, win or didn't play well because of, and then pick something that is internal that you just wouldn't be able to, uh, to, to guess. Um, I think I'm a, I'm a very, very, very good golfer. I'm not going to tell you I am all the time. So, uh, and I'm, and that's why I'm not Mr. Jokey joke on the golf course. Golf is not a joke. I do not laugh and joke when I practice. I don't laugh and joke. When I play for fun, uh, it is a serious part of my life. I like to laugh and joke with people when I'm not on the golf course. That is a not serious <laughs> not part of my job. life. <laughs> yeah, so that's just how I look at it. So, I mean, you know, I, I don't watch enough golf, but, you know, if I, it would be funny for me to dissect everybody's commentating, you know, individually and tell them what they should do better, but mentally. So, you know, like that, that would just be a, it's a hard thing to do that. Everybody does their job the way they do it. You can get better here and there, but I think a lot of that starts with you and what you think you need to get better at. I think that the physical stats are obvious where people need to get better in the game of golf. Um, and I think that the mental stuff is kind of on your own, um, accord. You need to be self-aware enough. And like I said, I feel like I, this week was up there with the most <laughs> mentally 
I mean, Saturday I'm getting praised for my mental game, but then Sunday I'm getting like too I'm too nice. Like that's just not how I look at it. Every shot I every shot I played this week was with a clear view of this is the only one that matters. And I think that's awesome. I think that is as commendable as it gets. So if I'm smiling in between shots, it's because I'm trying to remind myself that what just happened did not matter. It doesn't matter now. I can't do anything about that. I'm going to go approach this shot with the same vigor I had when I approached that last shot. Like, but I didn't know, you know, I, I don't know that anything bad has happened because I'm only focused on what's happening at this exact moment. So that's, that's where I'm getting at. And to me, I've heard this cliche one shot at a time. So um, I don't know I've why I would that. be unhappy or happy. I don't know how anybody would be anything. If, if you're hitting a golf shot in a vacuum, why would you have any emotion at all? Like nothing has happened or will happen. You're just hitting the golf shot. I don't know. It's an interesting talk about mental game. It's interesting. It's why the ROM thing has always pissed me off because it's like the guy's being the best, literally the best at every single level of golf. So I don't, you know, I, I would go away from the attitude and go more into splitting the hairs of the physical stuff here and there. Not saying that he's not good enough physically, obviously, but there's obviously some shots that must have gotten him in big events if, or else he would have won more because he's literally been the best in the world at golf. So, um, you know, not picking at the low hanging fruit, which is his uh, his uh, temper at times. I mean, I think it's so it, it's it's the easiest, laziest take you can have. And I feel like, you know. But again, it's again, I'm not disagreeing or agreeing. I'm just saying, like, this is my opinion of, of how I think people could be going about um, talking about golf or sports, really. Max, let's talk about our new sponsor, Rams Hill Golf Club in Borrego Springs, California. Now, you know, I can't promise you nor the listeners that you'll hit a 400 plus yard drive like I've done in perfect conditions out there. But what I can promise is Rams Hill will always provide a memorable golf experience. That's why it's one of my favorite buddy trip destinations these days. The Tom Fazio Golf Course, which hosted the USGA four ball to qualifier this last year that I played in and failed to get through, is always fun. The desert setting, beautiful. The people friendly. The facilities are top notch. And the lodging, especially House on the Hill, which is one of my favorite golf houses anywhere in the world, makes you want to stay and play as many days as you can fit in your schedule. Add in some of the best food you'll find at a golf resort, plus the post-round apple caramel cookies. Trust me, you want to save a little bit of room for these cookies. Rams Hill's a no-brainer. It's a solid day trip for anybody in Southern California and the perfect stay-and-play for any golf traveler who's visiting San Diego, L.A., or Palm Springs or wants to make the drive from as far away as Las Vegas or Phoenix, which I've done a couple times now. I cannot wait to get back out there this fall. We're going to run a contest later this year to give two lucky listeners the chance to tee it up at Rams Hill Golf Club. It's that good, and it's one of those courses I can't stop talking about. If you want more information about Rams Hill Golf Club in Southern California, visit www.ramshill.com and use their new stay and play request form to customize your next golf getaway. Well, Max, the good news is uh, you were, I was the biggest fanboy on the planet on golf today for like three straight days. I wore a get a grip hat. Um, <laughs> we had the psycho scorecard for you um, on the show. And then we had a psycho scorecard of your scorecard. And then we had Phil Mickelson's all par card. And we debated which one was actually more psycho because, you know, Phil is a person that doesn't typically make. Who won? Phil, 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 Phil edged. Yeah, out. sorry. That's crazy. I've never, have you ever made 18 pars? I had it, did it one time, one time, uh, a few wow. years ago. I think I still had the scorecard. I can't remember where it was, but I, I remember being on 18 and everybody always goes, oh, you want to birdie 18. And I was thinking, I just want to make par. It'd be way cooler to make 18 straight. 
Yeah, it's way cool. I would intentionally try and make uh, par on 18 if I had a chance for 18 straight pars. So that'd be pretty awesome. Uh, so uh, you'll be proud of me on golf today. I did defend uh, the John Rom thing um, this week on the show. Uh, I just, nice. I was talking about, you know, my, here's, here was my point I made. I was talking about mentalities and how everybody's different and how Danielle King's mentality looks to be the player that is very loose on the golf course, right? I mean, that seems to work for her. And Rom would be a guy that's very intense on the golf course and that works for him. And it doesn't always work for certain people, but if it works for you and you know it works for you, that's all that matters, right? Yeah, you know what's funny is I know Danielle from growing up around her, and she's one of the most intense and intimidating people I've ever been around. So it just shows you that you don't have to be like you're that that you just are who you are when you play golf. You know, like that's just how it how it goes. Uh, you just you just I don't know why you would try to change. You could change things about yourself if you don't like where your attitude. If you think that something is hindering you, I guess you change it a bit, um, or you do your best to. But I I just don't. Everybody is themselves. Uh, the more yourself you can be, the more comfortable you'll comfortable you'll be when you hit the golf shots. I think that's the point. You want to be comfortable when you hit the golf ball. And I, I feel like focusing on um, exactly how what personality you're going to be that day doesn't make you as comfortable. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just I'm, I'm today. Today I'm going to be cheery, Shane. Tomorrow I'm going to be yeah. really pissed off, Shane. <laughs> Uh, it's like you, you're spending all your energy doing the wrong stuff. You've talked a lot about working on the mental side the last couple of months. We actually used one of the clips on our show from the podcast, uh, from the last podcast when you talked about the mentality. We used that on, on Sunday's show headed into the final round. How, how, how did you feel like you did? Like, what would your grade be on your mental side throughout the week? Yeah, it was awesome. I would give it an A. I mean, I, I really felt like, um, I was just focused on what I was doing. Um, I could get better at being more present. Like after, after Saturday's round, I, I could feel myself kind of like, you know, if, if I'm ner if I'm getting antsy, it means that I'm in the future, you know? Right. Um, like it ha that's the only way you could reason you'd be antsy. And I knew I was being antsy. I had a harder time sleeping, so I could get better at that. But at the same time, I mean, that's just experience. It's only my second final group I've been in on the PJ tour. Um, and so it just, you know, it takes a bit of learning, but I think I'm going to be in a lot more. Um, and I just have to get better at knowing what's going to come up and how I'm going to feel and how I'm going to react to that. But I thought on the golf course, I was like phenomenal. Um, you know, I, I really didn't let anything bother me. Um, you know, I, I threw two golf balls in the water, um, but like not really out of, super anger. Well, I do that mostly when I'm around the water anyways, if I'm about to get rid of the ball, <laughs> sacrifice the golf ball for the golf gods. I feel like it's like only the, it's a classy thing to do for sure. And but on 18, I was for sure a bit aggravated, but my day was done. I didn't feel like, I didn't feel like I was holding, I was really holding on. I just wanted to like, you know, kind of, I was, I was obviously frustrated, but I didn't feel like I was as frustrated as I could be. And once it was done, it was done. Um, I wasn't embarrassed. I wasn't ashamed. I wasn't really mad. I, I am a slightly bummed out, but at the same time, it's, uh, that's my bad. If that's my somewhat bad golf for two of the days, I mean, it's probably a pretty good sign. Um, so again, I, I just look to progress as both mentally and physically. And I think the physical was pretty freaking obvious and the mental was, um, 
is getting there. And it's, again, it's more between the rounds. I probably need to do a better job, but on the golf course, I, I couldn't have been more focused on what I was doing at the time. So it was fun. You know, I feel like, and like I said, I'm early on, I mean, I'm still reading the first two books I've gotten. I've got a third one. I'm talking to the right people. I'm thinking of the right things. I feel like I'm on the, I'm on, I'm on a good route and regardless of all that I'm happy with myself. And I think that's the entire point of this. It's not just to be um, great at golf, although that should happen on the way, but it's, it's just being happy. And I enjoyed my week on the golf course. I was really, you know, grateful to be able to be out there and, and, and in a position that did make me have to think and, and really focus on what I was doing at the time. Cause it's easy when you're not playing well to just, you know, be in a kind of a good state of mind as far as um, you know, not being antsy, you know, what's there to be antsy about if you're in 50th place. Um, so it's fun to have to practice that. It's cool to start the season off with some practice on something that I wanted to get better at before the year started. Yeah. There was a moment I noted down on my phone. You, I think it was Friday's round. Um, you'll correct me here if it wasn't, I, I believe I'm right though. You, I think you went on kind of a run. I think Friday was the psycho scorecard day and you burned yeah. like four or five in a row late and you get to 17, which I, I can't, this is why I don't play professional golf is because I wouldn't want to play 17 and 18 on that golf course for money. But um, <laughs> I, uh, you tugged it. I think you tugged it a little left and it stayed up and you, and they had you, they had the camera on you and you went back to your bag and you like intentional, it almost looked intentional. You placed your club back in there softly. And I, and it just, to me, it was just like this little thing I noticed, but it stood out to me because it was just maybe different than what you would have done in the past. You know, it was like, you didn't make a great golf swing. It was a little left of probably where you're thinking it stayed up. No big deal. I'm going to go up there and get it up and down for par, but it was just, you putting the club back in looked like a guy that was completely calm with what was going on. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a good catch. I mean, yeah, I've been trying to be more, I guess, intentional with everything I'm doing, but you know, I could have looked at that shot two different ways. I got lucky that it stayed up on the bank, but also it was one of those where I hit it pretty darn well, you know, right at where I wanted to. And I got the wind a bit wrong. So the things that I could control, I did my job and, um, you know, the, the wind maybe either shifting or me having it wrong a bit is what would have made that ball go in the water. So it's just like, I walked back to the bag and realized I did what I wanted. To right. Do. I accomplished my goal there. So what is there to be mad at? And even if that ball did go in the water, what's the point of getting mad? Like, how does that help me? um, hit a good, you know, wedge shot from the drop zone, or how does that help me in that case, hit a good chip and make par. Uh, like it, it's, it's what I'm kind of, I guess, getting out with everybody. It's like, if you're really focused on what you're doing at that exact moment, like how does any of that help <laughs> the next like step of the day? <laughs> yeah. Like your swings used you, you made the swing, right? you like, that part's done. Yeah. I made yeah. it. Good, and, and then, and then even, even like I said, if it was a bad swing, it would be harder to get rid of that. Maybe actually would let myself maybe get a little aggravated, although I wouldn't be happy about doing that, but I would get a little more aggravated because then I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. But in that case, I made a good golf swing that, um, you know, kind of got hit by the wind a little bit and maybe it wasn't perfect, but I mean, it was pretty good. So why would I go over there and, you know, be kind of pissy about that? Right. Like, I don't know. I kind of did what I wanted to do. I was more pissed at the, uh, three wood on the next hole in 18 because it was guided. It wasn't mad so much where it ended up, although it wasn't in a great spot, but I was mad that I didn't trust myself to hit a good three wood down that fairway. I, I was telling myself, don't hit it left. And it's like, that's where 
again, like you could be better at, you know, getting up there and trusting yourself and then being okay with whatever happens. Cause that's the whole point of being present is, you know, you're just focused on what you're doing now. There's no, you're not worried about a consequence. You're not worried about a swing you made prior. You're just hitting the ball. And that's where I would have been. I was more aggravated after 18 than I would have been even had 17s ball gone in the water. Gotcha. So, you know, it's, it's, it's the easiest thing in the world to say this is working when things are working. Right. I mean, I, yeah, like totally. my, my life, you know, right now I I'm, I'm happy with, you know, my, my family, I'm, I'm, I'm really loving my new job. Like I, I'm really enjoying the process. I like the fact that I'm going into work. So, you know, if I'm tweaking little things right now, it's easy for me to say it's all working because things are good. Right. You know, I'm not in between jobs and, and I'm not struggling with this or that. I, I feel like I'm in a pretty good place. When you have a round like you had on Sunday after, what do you do to process that? Like, what do you do mentally considering what you've been working on? How do you stomach it? Because I have always had a really hard time with that, with golf. Is like when I have something I'm so excited about and I don't do a great job at it, I just beat the hell out of myself for days, you know, not just for hours, for days. So how do you kind of swallow it? You know, you, you get rid of it and then move on. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm like you, Shane. Like, that's how I typically do it. And I'd be lying if I said I woke up this morning in like a oddly like not good mood probably just because I was maybe like a emotionally like a bit drained from not, you know, playing well yesterday or not finishing off the week. But at the same time, when I left the golf course, I didn't feel it was odd. I didn't feel like any type of way. I was obviously not like stoked, but I wasn't right. beating myself up because I, I, I mean, I could say this to him in the face. I, I don't really know a lot of much, like what more I could have really done yesterday to play that. Well, I, I, I hit so many good shots. Like I just don't, right. I played, I played, I played the round for what I had, um, you know, going into those greens. And again, I did not put it well enough, but I didn't have very many easy putts. I felt like I was putting from uphill a lot more the first three days. And now I'm not leaving it in the right spots. And I was in between clubs. Like I mentioned, I don't know. I like, I just, I didn't feel like I did anything to beat myself up about. Like I didn't, I didn't know what I would beat myself up about, you know? So that that's kind of the, and that's the truth. It would have been easier to beat myself up maybe if I had been hitting shots off the toe and the heel and right. chunking and pulling and cutting and whatever. But I just wasn't. I hit it on a, not quite a string, but like string adjacent. I was missing throws by a yard or two. I was um, I, I was hitting iron shots that were either just a little too long or a little too short. I just never felt like I was the aggressor. And I I you know when I did try to be something like on eight, um, you know, I come up a yard short and in the worst spot in the bunker. So it just felt like I, my timing was off. So I didn't, I didn't, but I processed, I guess, to answer your question was just the idea that I'm getting better and I'm getting closer to, to being the golfer I want to be. And that there's going to be days like that, that kind of just get you more than you get it. And you need, I need to just get better at, you know, finding a golf finding golf shots that work when you're in between clubs uh, under the gun a little bit more, but same time, I mean, the golf swings holding up, um, really well under pressure. Um, typically it goes to my long stuff and my driver when I'm not swinging it well. And that was not the case at all yesterday. Is it very, very well off the tee? Um, again, like I said, I missed a couple of fairways by yard. This golf course is not set up for my ball flight, especially if I want to get aggressive. It, none of those tee shots fit fit me but then you know i stand up on a tee shot like five where there's water left dog leg left off the tee and i'm one over in the final group and i'm already three back and i get there and out drive 
one of the longest players in the world in the fairway and then hit a five iron to 30 feet. So it's like the golf swing's holding up. So that's how I process. I try to find the good shots I hit, try not to take too much of the blame because I just didn't feel like we did really anything that off. We just had a lot of really tough decisions to make um, like on that Sunday. And they just like, we just weren't right a lot. Yeah, I mean, that's just uh, is what it is, right? at the right? same time, had my scrambling been good, you know, it could have made up for those errors, but, like, it wasn't. So, like, that, you know, if one area was off, it was a scrambling, although I hit it solid. I, I don't know. I just felt, it just felt like no matter what I did, it, it wasn't right. Like, if I thought a ball was going to spin, it didn't, and if I thought it would, um, or if I, thought, if I thought it wouldn't, it would. So, like, it, I just never was, I would just felt like I was never right yesterday. So that's kind of how I processed it. I try to, take it for the exactly how it I, I see it um in like the truest form and not try to like lie to myself and that's i felt i felt like i flushed it better than i did for three days and i shot you know a bunch higher um but you just got to get back on the horse it's more exciting to go to tory and uh waste management and to pebble and to rib because those are the ones that actually when i show up i feel good at um they fit like you know how I like to play golf a lot more than, um, of course, like the stadium for me. Gotcha. So a couple of things, um, first did Joe pay his bet yet? Yeah. Yeah. So we, uh, this is actually my best thing. I heard Duffner <laughs> found out about the bet on, we told him on Thursday and on Friday, we're almost done the round. I'm sorry. We start the, the Friday round on, uh, and he was telling Joe that he could get out of the bet by doing a couple different things. And one of them was to, briefcase the golf bag which means carry it by the handle <laughs> for the last two holes of the round on friday so we're all talking about it kind of for the whole day but um you know duff and charles howell were on the cut line uh, but then on 16 duff starts joking about it and telling joe like hey you got to do it you know 17 18 we'll cut you out of he was talking like it was his money we right. could cut you out of <laughs> out of the bed or out of 500 of the bet and then we were standing in the fairway and Joe's trying to figure out if he could do it. Like, There's just no way I could do it. There's a long wait walk from 17 to 18 T even. And then we look over at death in the fairway and he's holding the bag, staring at Joe <laughs> and he, he's picking it up and down by the handle, like looking at him, like sizing it up. So Joe said that, um, Joe said that had, so I missed that green, like you mentioned on Friday on 17 and Duff and, uh, Charles were on the cut line and, and Joe just did not feel comfortable, like possibly being way behind. He's like, Max already walks too fast. Like I'm going to be way behind. You guys are going to have to wait on me, you know, blah, blah, blah. So he, he didn't, he didn't do anything, but I cut him out of half the bet. Um, I felt like it was a very fair deal. Um, you know, we, uh, I didn't need, uh, uh the, the pride of me being right felt better than <laughs> any amount of money could. So, but it was fun, but you know, Duff was absolutely loving it. He did give a, I will tell you, um, I'll tell you offline, uh, what the other one was. It wasn't inappropriate, but it was about somebody you would know. So I don't want to gotcha. put him on the spot, but it was very funny how Joe would have gotten out of the other half of the bed. I'm, I'm very interested to hear. Uh, the the Scotty <laughs> Threewood head cover made air. I took a picture and sent it to you, but yeah. I was so fired up when I saw it. Yeah, it looked great. Uh, and then and Lacey, Lacey got on TV yesterday. She always <laughs> <laughs> either loves or hates it. I can't tell. It's always funny. 
but it was yeah the scotty head cover is so sick it looks exactly like her which makes it even better they did a great job shout out to the seamus peeps they do a great job they got i got the harlow putter cover looks just like harlow yours just looks like just like scotty um i'm gonna yeah. get to, i'm gonna get to some flights and i've been so i'm so excited to tell you this you don't even understand um oh yeah yeah this, yeah. this is, is this cindy stuff? this yeah this is best thing i heard this week Hell so yeah. um <laughs> My my lovely wife, uh, not a golfer, you know, she she pays attention. She watches my show, which is very nice of her. I mean, I'm I'm not exactly sure that a lot of people would watch a show about something that they don't necessarily care that much about, but it's sweet that she watches. She watches every day, um, watches golf today. And and so uh, you're playing well, and, you know, she loves you. And so I tell her she's going to go to the gym on Friday. And I was like, well, you know, like Max is like a shot back, babe. You know, like Max is right there. And she goes, oh, my God. I'm going to watch. So she sits down on the couch. Well, you're on 16 at the time. Uh, you get to 17. She then asks, how much longer is it? <laughs> this is one hole. She, you played one hole and, and we're almost That's 18, right. which was great. But come out of commercial and it's now to, to, to her. I, I got to give her a little credit. It's a long shot. It was like a like, you know, it was like a, a, a crane shot from afar. Um, and she goes, oh, Max is on. Uh, it was Sung J.M., um, not, not you. So, oh, Puss, Puss, so, Puss. so she thought it, so, and then it pulled, I was like, no, 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 the Sung J M, not Max. So me, DJ and Sung J all, uh, oh, well, hold on. So, cause fingers. this gets even better. So <laughs> then the next day we are going to look at a house that, that we like out here in Connecticut and they have golf on the TV and she's all excited for this. Right. Cause now I can kind of, you know, on the side of my eyes, I'm looking at the house. I can keep my eye on the golf. <laughs> and, um, and she goes, Oh, Oh, Max is on. <laughs> It was Marty Fish, a <laughs> uh, different tournament, and he's lefty, and he's left-handed. I'll take that. And he's left-handed. It was a different tournament. <laughs> and he's left-handed. <laughs> and and it was like, only, the only thing that would have been better is she would have been like, Shane? <laughs> is that you? <laughs> I'm here, How are babe. You doing I'm, this? I'm right next to you. Look at me. I'm right here. So uh, awesome. that was that was my two Cindy moments. God, I I want her to I want to get like a camera on Cindy while we're watching golf and like show it on golf today because it really makes me happy. It puts me in a way better mood as I'm watching golf. And uh, so yeah, Sung Jay and Marty Fish are are two now you can add to your doppelganger list. That's awesome. I love that. All right, I'll add them to the list um, and I'll take it. Uh, I'll take I'll take those. I hope I can swing it and play golf like Sanjay does seemingly every this week. such amazing. Uh, and I wish I was ambidextrous and could swing lefty like Marty. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. To the golf travelers out there, as you plan your next getaway, we want you to remember Rams Hill Golf Club in the Southern California desert, less than two hours from San Diego and 90 minutes from Palm Springs. Rams Hill is a fun Tom Fazio golf in a picturesque setting with all the amenities, including a restaurant and bar with great food and truly addictive apple caramel cookies. I've had too many there as you come off the 18th green. And with six golf houses, six of them, including my favorite, The House on the Hill. Rams Hill is welcoming for buddies, trips, families, and golf groups of all sizes. For more information, visit www.ramshill.com. To customize your next golf trip, Rams Hill Golf Club, it's time to plan your great escape. Best shot I saw this week. I'm, I'm gonna. This is again. This is uh, a Max Homo award. Uh, let me you know, let me hear about this. Let's play this game. I got a shot from you for the week. Let's see what you think I'm gonna go with. Oh golly. Um, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna narrow it down. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little bit of help here. Yeah. 
It wasn't a full shot. Was it? Did you get to see my cart pass shot yesterday? No, I didn't see that. What happened? Okay, no, I hit it off the. I chipped it off the cart pass on eleven. Um, was it the wedge shot on twelve on Saturday? No, it was. It was that pitch shot on sixteen on Saturday. Oh, that was nice. That oh. thing spun a lot. Oh, so oh, sweet. <laughs> over the knob? Like, there's that huge knob, right? I, I mean, you can't really see yeah. on TV how, 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 how much the green kind of pitches away. But I've played that golf course a couple of times, and you hit it short right as, you know, anybody that has played golf on that par five knows you don't want to go left, you got to go right. And you just hit this lofty knob, like, oh, on top of the knob, and it checked. It was so dirty to four feet. And that was, like, really prime sitting out watching golf. So we were both fist pumping. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, my uh, my best shot I saw uh, was putt on seventeen was oh. sweet. I had like a similar line, and I, so I got to kind of stand there and watch. I will say that it's um, it's crazy, like the how cool. Even when you don't play well, it can be when you get to watch somebody succeed or, or play great, and getting to watch Siwoo do that. I know, like the and we actually had like a bit of an amphitheater because there's so many houses around it. It got fairly loud for at least how it's been lately. He gave a big fist pump. I don't know. It felt kind of like one of those weird things where you're watching TV, but you're like inside the TV. <laughs> you're like too close to the action. It's like if I was watching it in those VR goggles. I remember it happened one other time. I was playing with Rory in like one of the final groups at uh, the first playoff event, I think two years ago. And I played poorly on Sunday and he was playing well and he was making a bit of a run. And just getting to walk. I just remember, I just remember standing there on 17, watching him putt out and uh, just feeling like everyone's energy. Cause obviously he was, he's, he was the crowd favorite and getting to watch kind of everybody watch him. And it was kind of a weird feeling. So it was cool to be there for Siwoo's putt. I've only been in the same group as like two or three people. I think ever that's one, either a web event or a pro event or a PJ tour event. So like, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting, you know, watching, you know, seeing on 18, if C was going to tap in or Mark, right. <laughs> trying to make How sure you're not messing anybody up. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it, it was kind of, so that was cool. But what, that putt on 17 was awesome. He played, he played really, really good golf, obviously, uh, off of, you know, having to, it's tough when somebody like Patrick obviously puts up a number for you to beat, um, got windier as the day went on. Um, Patrick's round was unreal. I mean, I thought the pins were pretty tough. So I thought Siwa was playing unreal golf. So to watch, uh, Patrick put up 11 under was insane, but then to see Siwoo go and see the number and not only tie it, but surpass it, uh, that was, that was pretty amazing golf. Um, and obviously all culminated by that putt on 17. Oh, and, and any shot Jessica Corda hit on Saturday when she shot 28 or whatever oh, she shot. She, you know, she shot, Nine under. she That's shot crazy. 60 with seven straight pars and she made par on a par five on the back and shot 28 That's in the back. Insane. The back nine's par 37. She shot 28 on the back and par to par yeah, five. Crazy dude. Nine under man. I, I got to give you a little love here um, for an idea that we're using on golf today and it's working great. Uh, we've got this thing we're doing on the number. We're doing it on Saturday mornings. We're looking at players that made it on the cut number, kind of like you and I've talked about on the podcast, how important that is. Cantlay just about makes us look like the smartest people ever uh, with the way he yeah. played over the weekend. Nearly made it won. on the number and almost won. Yeah, that's awesome. Taylor Goose played well. I think he made it on the number. Uh, got the 21st. Uh, but yeah, Cantlay obviously went just bananas. I think he had 20 birdies on the weekend alone. He birdied <laughs> all but three holes on the entire stadium course on the weekend alone. I mean, he uh, he's obviously, I think he was the highest ranked player in the field. He proved it. Um, just a, a stud, stud golfer.
We we had a good week on uh, on golf today. I know you weren't watching because you were playing golf. We had we had Butch Harmon, Sophia Popoff, Duvall oh, came on nice. and talked about his fifty nine. Chris Harrison was on it talking bachelor. He told us who the worst bachelor golfer <laughs> in the world was. Uh, Mariah Stackhouse Ew. was on there. Uh, the current bachelor. He said he's a lovely guy, awful golfer. And uh, and then <laughs> and then he retweeted the video and was like, "It's true. I did lose all my golf balls, and they had to bring out more golf balls on the That's golf course awesome, to me." Uh, we had Ray Allen on this week, uh, which was sweet. Uh, Missy Farke, the ASU women's golf coach who's going through cancer, was on just to kind of talk about how she's coaching and, and dealing with this in, in, in tough times. That was an emotional interview. But, you know, I mean, it's it's been cool, dude, like like the on-the-number thing I'm talking about. We're doing tournaments we forget, which I love, where we're diving into some old tournaments uh, back in the day that are a lot of fun. I love researching that stuff because, you know, I'm kind of a golf dork. I don't know if you knew that or not. But uh, I'm I'm, like, really proud of the show, you know? And, I mean, that's, like, an unbelievable feeling to have that you're that you're kind of, like – feel like you're making something that if i was at home on my couch i would want to watch it you know so um anyway. hell yeah because it's like a staple of the only golf channel there is like that's pretty rad how has damon been doing with guessing the logos dude you on know the what? Hat? pretty good i you know his when he got yamen's hall right i was floored because you know <laughs> yamen's yamen's is a is probably my maybe my favorite golf course in america that i've ever played but the logo's not one you see floating around a lot, and he nailed it right away. So I was very, very impressed. Uh, one of the issues that I am having with Damon is um, I, my, when the logos are real, real small and how far we have to sit apart because of COVID, I, I almost have to, like, roll the hat over so he can kind of see it. Because some of these logos <laughs> are tiny, dude, on these new hats, you know. So you got to make, we got to, we got to tell a golf course to make bigger logos. <laughs> no, I may, or, or we get him a magnifying glass and he can kind of look at the hat from, from afar <laughs> like that. Uh, I, I got something um, that I, I don't even know if you know this or not, uh, Max Homa. Western Birch today put our Get a Grip golf tees online, and we have a Stakewalk tee. We have a hashtag golf tee. We have a Get a Grip tee. And all the profits that we make from this, every money that we're profiting off this, we're donating 100% of it to charity. We're not 100% what the charity is, but I've got a couple that we're uh, Millen, I want to throw them at you offline as well and see which one you like and, and, and which one you're thinking of. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's, they're cool. They're, they're like $7.99 for a box of the tees. The tees are great. They don't really break. That's how solid the wood is. But it's a cool idea. And I love the fact that we're going to give all this money to charity from it uh, and help, and help uh, people out, obviously, during a, a tough 2020 and 2021. So check those out. The, the, the link to that will be, you know, we'll tweet it out. We'll put it on our Instagram, all that stuff. But yeah, we're, we're going to have to chat offline on where we're, where we're going to send that money. That's awesome. Um, speaking of steak walk, uh, last night on the drive over to San Diego, we surprised uh, Lacey's mom and dad and stopped by their house and they had had beef stew for dinner. So I was eating some beef stew and I made sure that I took my last bite while I walked to the sink to clean out my bowl so I could at least go on like a very short steak walk. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a shuffle to the, to the sink. I'm proud to see it. It's a steak it's, shuffle. It's, it's, that's on brand, bro. Uh, so we're, you should be having, you should have some of these teas at your house in Arizona when you get back to, to, to Arizona for waste management. So I'm hoping maybe a steak walk tea, you know, on 17 on Sunday or something, who knows, you know, let's, let's, let's mix it up. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's a good week to start with this. Um, it's a crazy, crazy event. Uh, we'll start with some crazy teas. Maybe it'll be good luck. Uh, so Tori, just real quick on Tori. Um, I know you've, you've played the golf course, a, a decent amount, all that good stuff. Um, what, I mean, I know you're, and I, I mentioned your driving distance this week was T7. You're hitting it far, bro. I mean, it's, it's kind of <laughs> annoying because it lands on the average line on television 
and then rolls. So it's like you're you're beating it as far as the average drives are going. It's uh, this new Tylos driver, man, TSI three. That's it. <laughs> Thing gets smashed. Uh, but thoughts on Tory and the golf course and all that for the week. It'll be interesting. Thursday, Friday looks like pretty bad weather, windy, cold, and raining. Um, can't imagine a much harder golf course <laughs> for those three <laughs> things, but I kind of like that for me. Um, personally, it's going to just be a grind. It's going to stink, but it sounds like somebody who needs to be, uh, you know, calm and, and, you know, in a good headspace. Also, you know, somebody who's driving it well. And, and you know, I, I've always thought personally that the driving distance at Tory wasn't as important as it gets made out to be. Okay. Because now I do think that like the winners are going to be more length, you know, uh, heavy. Like I think that's, that that's okay. What I'm trying to say is to play well, you need to hit fairways um, to play great. You probably need to hit it far and hit fairways because that golf course, if you don't hit it far, you're going to have a lot of hybrids in, but there are times if you're not driving it very straight or even if you're three clubs ahead of somebody in the in the rough, you can't get to the green. Like you're pitching out. So I've always felt that being in the fairway was was much more important to like a just a good solid tournament. The guy who wins obviously obviously always seems to have it like kind of all going on. Minus last year when Leishman did it, but Leishman so Leishman missed the fairways by like 40 yards, which is where it gets flat. <laughs> Not this year when we have when we have fan when we have no fans. He, if he were to do that, he wouldn't be able to play so like i think fairways are going to be really important especially given the weather um if it's raining that rough's going to be as heavy as you can imagine so uh should be a interesting week sounds like if the weather's if if the wind is supposed to be like it is i think the scores are going to must be you know pretty high uh, so it's going to take a grind it's going to take a full well-rounded golf game that's why i always love tory because i feel like you can't fake it around there you got to do a lot of things really really well um and you know that that's always fun to have a good test like that uh so it'll be interesting but it's a course i've always liked it's very very pretty um i think north stands up to south nearly now so it's fun to play back-to-back courses that are really difficult and then south's obviously uh where the tournament ends and it's just a championship feel we're going to be back here for the u.s open in june so um it's good to get out here and see your first taste of the torrey pine south we're going to take a quick break and be right back Uh, last thing, um, I know you didn't watch football yesterday. You were you were doing your your job uh, on Sunday, but um, the the Green Bay decision to kick the field goal, I I it, it really it really hurt me internally. I, I hated it. I just hated the field goal decision. I wish they would have gone for it. You got Aaron Rodgers. He's unbelievable. I just wish they. I, I wonder. I was listening to a podcast this morning, and it was if they were if it was seven and not eight. Do you feel like they would have gone for it? But I mean, Aaron, you got Aaron Rodgers like the. The great, the most athletic, greatest thrower in the history of football. I was so bummed when they rolled the field goal unit out. You know what I'm also kind of bummed at about is uh, maybe looking back at the uh, whole draft situation and take using your first round pick for like a future rebuild when your team has a chance, like right this moment, to win a Super Bowl. Maybe just maybe getting somebody to help. I don't like help right now while you have the guy a novel in idea. charge. <laughs> I mean, I just, it's all, I don't know. It, you know, it's kind of funny how 
you forget about that and then it pops itself up and it's easier to say now, you know, um, what is it? The armchair quarterback. Right. I mean, it's just, it's, it's interesting that, that that's how, I don't know. I'm super biased, but I'd like the ball in the hands of my greatest player. And I'd like the team to be built around my greatest player, not for when my greatest player leaves. Uh, And if that's what you want, if you want super bowls, you know, like right now, um, I think that's, (laughs) It's a pretty safe bet. Yeah, so I was talking to my buddy Rusty today on the phone about drafts in general, okay? So like sporting drafts. And it just, there's just no sense in any of it, right? None of it makes sense. I mean, I was going through like the best players in, in, in respective sports, like Trout. I think he was drafted like in the 20s, right? Steph Curry drafted later. Aaron Rodgers drafted later, Tom Brady drafted later, Mahomes drafted later. You know, you go through the list of like the best players in certain sports, like LeBron was drafted one, Durant, you know, Durant was two. But other than three or four of those guys, it's like we don't really know if they're going to be good or not. You know, it's, it's, it doesn't, none of it, none of it adds up. None of it makes a whole bunch of sense. I know that there are certain teams that seem to grab you know, more players later in drafts that tend to play for their teams. But in terms of like star power, I just don't feel like anybody has a real idea of what amounts to a superstar and what doesn't in terms of the draft. Yeah, totally. And then even like, and back to your point of the, the field goal decision, it's all, it's just so interesting. I know there's analytics and I, I would bitch about this for a while about the Dodgers. Um, the Dodgers are pretty well known for being analytics heavy. And that's why they're, they seem to be really good in 162 game regular season. Cause over time they're going to win more games and I'm not arguing with the math, but there are points in sports, in my opinion, as someone who plays them where emotion takes part in the math. Um, it's not just black and white. It's very, they're, they're subject subject. Uh, what am I trying to say? Subjective, uh, like, decisions that need to be made that has to be based off of like extraneous things right in football you have the two best quarterbacks of all time quite simply or quite possibly do you want do you want the ball in your best quarterback's hands or their best quarterback's hands? like that's kind of how i saw it same like well i want my guy to win or lose the game that's how i always felt in 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 any sport i've ever watched i want the best player to decide it i want Kobe shooting. I want LeBron shooting. I want, or at least giving LeBron the ball to decide if he's going to shoot. I want Michael Jordan shooting. Like that's how I want the game to, that's how I want the game to come down to. And I don't want it to come down to the decision. And maybe over the course of a season that works and I'm with that, but your season's on the line. You're about to give it back to, you know, the winningest quarterback of all time. Like he knows like this is what his, his realm of comfort is. And I'll tell you that, you know, Aaron Rodgers' realm of comfort is very much in the heat of the moment. Give me the ball. Right. Don't take it out of his hands. And, you know, obviously there's a lot that goes into it, but I, I don't know. That's If I was a fan, if I, I'm a fan of his, but if I was a diehard Packers fan, like I, I would, who's watched him come through the whole time, like, I mean, I would be disgusted if like that's how yes. he went out. Like I, I want, I want, I want, I want the rush of the play and then, then maybe you can, bitch and moan later but you're not going to bitch about it the i don't know you, you got to trust in the dude and he is the guy like he is like you said 
the best passer ever. Yeah. The, the point you Let made is, the point you made is the point I made today with Rusty on the phone is if you're a Packers diehard fan, right? And they and you have Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback and you're playing against Tom Brady. So this kind of goes into what you're saying about analytics versus kind of circumstantial. It's almost a little bit like what you talked about with irons, right? If you're in the middle, if you got an eight iron or nine iron, it kind of depends on the lie, your adrenaline, things like that on, on when you're going to pull the eight and when you're going to pull the nine. But you're, you have Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback. You're playing in Lambeau and you're playing against Tom Brady. If I'm a Packer fan, what am I going to be more upset about? That they go for it on fourth down and don't get it? or that they kick a field goal in hopes that Tampa goes three and out and you get the ball back. To me, I'm going to be furious if you kick the field goal and we lose because they get a first down and the game's over. And I'm going to be bummed if we go for it on fourth down and don't get it. Those are different feelings, right? You're, you're not mad at your franchise if it's fourth and seven and Aaron Rodgers makes a play and the guy drops it or he gets sacked or whatever. But I feel like you will be mad at the franchise if you kick the field goal in hopes that two or three things happen your, that go your way to get the ball back, and then you also have to go down there and score. Yeah, I would imagine it's the same in golf to an extent of, like, if I'm playing Tiger on 18 and I play the hole to make par up one, or tied, rather, and I play the part of the hole to make par, like I lay up on a par five when I could have gone for it and I play it safely, well, Tiger's there. Like Tiger's going to make birdie in my head. You right. Know? Like you have to think that like he's that guy. Whereas if maybe someone is playing somebody else who it has not proven that maybe then you change your strategy. I don't know. Like that's, that's how I see it. You have to face. I mean, I'm imagining if like, no offense to the guy, he's, I hope he's awesome. Cause he was really fun to watch. But if Tyler Henneke is back there who filled in for the Redskins, maybe then you're like, all right, you beat us, you know, but like, why are you saying, all right, Tom Brady, you beat us. Like, I don't want, no, like Aaron, why don't you go help us win? <laughs> like, that's how I saw it. I, I want, I don't want to test fate. I don't want to test what we've seen a million times before. I want to take it, you know, take the reins. It's why, you know, if, if I was uh, in, in college football, they do it a lot. But like when a team who's a huge underdog ties it or is down one with like a second to go and they go for two instead of kicking an extra point to go to, overtime it's like yeah take it yeah have your shot to win the game trust your team trust what you're good at if that's where you think that your strength lies take it and i would imagine that even you know everybody on the packers knows that their strength is in their offense and most importantly and most specifically in the right arm of 12 like let the guy like go down with it i'm assuming the entire team more so than the fan base that whole team i'm assuming trusts that arm more than anything in the world so like I can't imagine they would have been too pissed about it. Exactly. That that's the point is is it's it's you and Joe on 18, you saying, "No, man, I'm hitting the 3 wood." Like I yeah. I'm going to hit it and if 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 it goes in the water, it goes in the water, but wouldn't you rather see, you know, wouldn't you rather see it in yeah. the air? I mean, 18 at Tory this week, right? You you're on Sunday and you're you're tied with whomever coming down the stretch like Hey, I like I think I got this shot, and if I don't, that's on me. But at least let me make the swing. Yeah, let me make the swing. Let's just see what happens. I mean, it's very hard to build a legacy if you don't get the opportunity to make the plays that matter under in 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 the biggest moment. And I think that you know we're, we've been very lucky uh, to see some pretty awesome sporting moments. You know, I can think of a million Kobe shots. I can think of LeBron against uh, the Magic. I can think of a million Michael Jordan shots. I can think of great Tom Brady throws. I can think of all the, you know, even the Philly special from a few years ago when Nick Foles, he called the play. Like, those are amazing moments. But, like, 
you need to have the guts to take the chance. Exactly. To make those moments happen. Tiger does it all the time, man. He takes some crazy opportunities and turns them into just like amazing highlights. And you got to have the stone to do it here and there. And I just felt like this one was, uh, it felt very much like playing not to lose. But I mean, again, I'm, I'm not paid to coach coach anybody. I, I don't I don't know. I don't think I, you know. Again, it's not to agree or disagree. I'm. I just. I just would like to understand it more. I guess because it. It. Uh, in my opinion, I would. I would. I would let my MVP be MVP. I'm with you. I was a. Hey, a hey, Max. I'm telling you, I don't know how parents do it. I watched so much of your golf this weekend. That's <laughs> just so stressed. I'm just thinking on every shot. You hit it <laughs> close. I, I feel I feel so good. I'm rooting for every putt. Like uh, Henry was like kind of doing like mini cheers just because we were, which was incredibly cute. Uh, but I, I, I'm telling you, I'm proud of you. I thought it was a hell of a week to start your 2021. I mean, I don't even care like about Sunday because – you went out there and you and you played your ass off for three rounds and one round didn't go your way. And you know what? That's golf, dude. And you got another tournament this week and that's how it rolls. And I just feel like if nothing else, if we're talking about positivity and we're talking about, you know, mental approaches and mindsets to me, you got to walk away with the week going, you know what? It was a good start to 2021 and I got a lot more things I'm going to do, but I, I, I tell you two thumbs up on the week is, is what I got to say. <laughs> two thumbs up right at back at you. Speaking of that, the other best thing I saw this week was the uh, European tours. Angry. Oh golfers, my God. Uh, it was great. We, we rolled, and then we rolled the whole Wallace thing on the show. <laughs> They're so much better than the PJ Torres. <laughs> just entertainment stuff. They're the best. Is it the players, Max? Like why can't it's the both? P- yeah. Okay. Why can't the PJ? Imagine tour- asking the PJ tours, angry golfers to do it. It's just the Amer- you know, it's, it's the PJ tour culture is a lot. I don't know. I just feel like we don't take criticism as well. And by we, I don't really mean me. I think I mean a certain handful of people. I just don't think it would get embraced. They wouldn't get them to take time out of their day. But also presenting ideas that are unique and and new maybe would help too. So um, it does feel like a bit of a, a bit of the PGA Tours um, like uh, media side is is kind of it's it's not exactly like ultra creative i guess with like new ideas i feel like they do a good job of taking um you know like for instance like i've done the swing roast thing on their social for the at&t pebble beach i think last year and it was funny and fun but like that's you know like that was my idea right? <laughs> uh, not like not and that wasn't even my idea it was like another kid's idea from like twitter like it wasn't even my idea but like that was you know my thing and like they'll do it with joel damon you know like one of my favorite videos ever is joel PJ Tour film Joel do the bet that he won off of Gino where Gino has to eat the hot chip on 17 of Sawgrass and he's dying walking up. It's one of the best videos they posted. But like, again, that wasn't their idea. It was Joel and Gino's idea where I do feel like the European tour, maybe because of the players, they're more uh, kind of willing to go out on a limb and try something that's very unique and out there. And it works, you know, for a number of reasons, but getting Tyrrell Hatton to go in there. And I mean, shoot, Ian Poulter went up another notch in my book just because of the way he, <laughs> he like, good. you know, he has so much self-awareness, but like, so I guess it takes players and maybe the ideas combined, but we, we on the PJ tour haven't really made it. <laughs> 
we haven't grown <laughs> I, I, you know what would have been the only thing that could have made that video better is if you would have like randomly walked in and they'd have been like no nah, you're you're in this ain't for you <laughs> like, yeah, the, the, well so my favorite video we scratch tv did it, it was dj pie and all uh kelly hawkins idea i think and we did uh they flew out to safeway I think you can find it on the internet, but they flew out to the Safeway or Fries or whatever it was at the time up in Napa because it was going to be Tiger's first start back in like forever. And uh, he ends up withdrawing and they had all already landed. And they're like, well, we're here to cover a tournament only for one guy. And I got in because Tiger withdrew. Like I was the next guy in. And DJ was like, we have a really funny idea. We're going to do like a self-help, like kind of like an AA meeting. But for Tiger, like, and they're all going around and everyone's talking about how depressing it is not to have him here and how it's just been so hard and like you know i in the video like on a couple different things go like i think i'm okay with it like this is <laughs> not so bad and like you know at the end of the video everyone gives a big hug and like i'm trying to hug too and they're like pushing me out and it's just like it seems like that that was a like funny creative like i feel like unique idea that i really liked i, I don't think it got pushed i can't remember if it got pushed a lot but if, if it's on the internet dj might be able to send you but it's really funny and it's a lot like what they they do on the European tour, but you obviously need someone willing to take time out of their day to do so. But again, I wouldn't have done it if I didn't love the idea. And like, I thought the idea was hilarious. It's, so, it's great. Uh, By the way, yeah, I think, I think that was maybe the first time you and I ever communicated was me sending you a direct message on Twitter, asking you for a quote. Cause I did the same thing. I was, oh, that's right. I that's remember right. I was, I was yeah, flying, I flew right. out and, and I was on my, I was on the Wi-Fi on my computer when the, on my way to Oakland in the, in the, uh, the news came out and I'm like, you know, like what do I, what do I do now? He's like, I don't know. Write a story when you get to get to Napa. So I, I sent you a message <laughs> on Twitter. I said, Give me a quote. Uh, I'll have to find the quote. That's pretty funny, but uh, have a great week, buddy. I'm uh, I'm pumped to see it. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, you know, again, like I said, 2021 starts with a good week and uh, it's only going to get better from here. So uh, watch golf today, DVR golf today. Uh, watch it. You know what? Watch it. And then, Maybe go have a cocktail and then come back and rewatch it. I think that's probably the smartest way to watch. Dude, TV. I get to the best part about my pre-week tournament is I actually get to watch your shows. So nice. I'm excited about that. You, you were on, you you were featured. You were featured prominently, and if anybody had an over under on three weeks of the first time I'd wear a get a grip hat, they uh, they would have not. They're not going to get to cash that ticket. That's a that's a loser. By the way, I did the wrestling heel thing where I put a golf course hat on and then I threw it on the ground and put the get a grip hat on. That was like my that was my that was my move. But uh, uh, awesome. And and thanks for the you know thanks for always talking about this shit on here. You know, it's I know it's not the easiest thing in the world to go. All right, now I got to go do this podcast. You know if. You know, and, and I get to kind of have to answer all these questions. But again, that's why that's why you're you. So thanks for always doing that. Thanks, Shane. Um, and if anybody's looking to improve themselves, just, you know, keep washing your hands. It's always good to be hygienic, you know. <laughs>